Sit and know you're sitting. Relaxing into that space of openness, receptivity. Letting the eyes relax, the jaw. Letting the shoulders relax. Relaxing the heart, the belly, the legs, the feet. Just sitting and know you're sitting. Be aware of whatever presents itself in this space of openness. Maybe different sensations in the body become predominant. Maybe the feeling of the breath as it enters and leaves the body. Maybe different sounds that appear. Moment after moment, some new experience is presenting itself. Simply to be aware of whatever arises, not pushing it away, not holding on. If thoughts or images should arise, simply be aware that thinking is happening or an internal seeing.
Notice whether there's a wanting or an expectation in the mind for something in particular to happen. Or the mind is simply present for whatever it is that actually is happening. times we practice a very open, choiceless awareness. (coughs) Moment after moment, being mindful of what presents itself. Sensation, sound, a thought. At other times it may be helpful (coughs) to let the mind rest on a particular object of experience might be the breath, <coughs> it might be sounds, it might be the sitting posture. So there can be a very natural rhythm, an intuitive rhythm. Between an open, choiceless awareness in times when we're stabilizing the awareness on a particular object. With whatever is arising in each moment, pay attention to the attitude in the mind about that experience. You can check the attitude. Is there liking or disliking? Is there wanting or resistance? So periodically in the sitting, ask yourself the question, what's the attitude in the mind right now about what's presently arising? 
You can ask the question with respect to sensations, to sounds, to thoughts, to the breath. Even with something as simple as breathing in and breathing out, there are often unnoticed attitudes. We might want something. We might be resisting something. Keep the practice very simple. It's being aware of what the mind knows. The knowing happens quite spontaneously. Mind is drawn to the breath, to a sensation, to a sound. That's quite a spontaneous process. The practice is to simply be aware of what the mind knows. And checking the attitude in the mind about it. very instructive to check the attitude, particularly with strong sensations in the body. Is the attitude one of openness, receptivity, equanimity? Or do pleasant and unpleasant feelings Condition, liking, wanting, aversion, resistance. So just to notice. This is the process of investigation.
What are you aware of in this moment? What is the attitude in the mind? Is it open? Is it wanting? Is there resistance?
Where is the mind right now?
When you hear the bell, notice how effortlessly the sound is known. Sound appears and is known. Simply be aware of the experience of hearing, the vibration of the sound appears and then fades and then appears and fades. I think there may be some staff people coming in now to introduce themselves to you. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. No, I love that moment of hearing the bell, not just because it ends the sitting, (laughs) but actually the whole Dharma is right there in the sound of the bell. And the ease with which we can be aware of the vibration of sound, where it's just that settling back, not doing anything, the sound just appears and we can in the most easeful and effortless way, be aware of the changing nature of the vibrations, how it appears and how it disappears. The whole practice is nothing more than that. So that same attitude that you have in the hearing of the bell, can you practice bringing that attitude to every other experience? There's nothing more that need be done. So if come in. <laughs> the gathering of the troops. <clears throat> now, before, before people introduce themselves, I just wanted to say, you know, people come here to practice and everything seems like it just goes so smoothly and the meals are out and you have your rooms and the building is taken care of and the grounds look beautiful and the toilets work. and (laughs) There's a lot of effort and energy that goes into this very smooth operation and these are the people responsible for it. So maybe just we could start at one end and if you introduce yourself and maybe say what department you work in, you'll get some sense of uh, 
the energy it takes and the, the tremendous sense of service that everybody brings to the center. Thank you all. (laughs) So as you can see, you have quite a support team. (laughs) Do you have any questions about your practice or about the instructions? Right, what is that? <laughs> I'm not totally sure either. Uh, there are different interpretations of it. One is the bliss of non-remorse, of sila, kind of the, the bliss of virtue, the bliss of concentration, and the bliss of wisdom or freedom. So it's one threefold. Uh, the other interpretation is that it refers to the first two to different levels of concentration absorption, the realms of form, formless realms, and then liberation. So maybe we'll make it the sixfold bliss and just. <laughs> <laughs>
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could you hear the question in the back, the comment? Um, first, in the investigation of the torpor, uh, was it more than here we are again? Because one one aspect is the recognition. Oh yes, torpor is here, right? So that's the kind of here we are again. And right in there would be an interesting time to ask the question: What's the attitude in my mind about it? Because even in that way of expressing it, it sounds like there was a little aversion to it. <laughs> Maybe not, but you you would want to investigate that. You know, how are you holding? What's the relationship to the torpor? And then the investigation could bring you right into the middle of it to see, well, what is it like? What does it feel like in the body? What does it feel like in the mind? You know, so there's really an active unpacking of the experience that's called, that we're calling torpor, right? Or we're calling tiredness. Within that, it can also be very interesting. Often within that experience of sleepiness, there's a thread of something quite wholesome, surprisingly enough. And that is, generally, there's a feeling of calm. In, in the feeling of sleepiness, we're not restless. You know, there's not agitation. So sometimes I found it helpful if we can disidentify dis- with any aversion we're having to the state and wanting to get rid of it and actually look in closely and see what it is, sometimes we can actually pull the thread, pull that thread of calm you know, from the middle of it and then become aware of the calm and see what happens with that. So there's a lot to do you know, in the investigation if you do all that, you, know, you check your attitude, see whether there's resistance or wanting it to go away, go right into the middle of it, see what it's about, see if there's calm. If after you do all that and you're still drowning in it, then it might be helpful you know, to either go to metta or to come back to the breath or something to uh, energize the mind a bit. But I wouldn't jump to the alternative too quickly. Right. Okay, good question. How does one investigate without just creating a lot more thought and then uh, just staying in the realm of thinking? The investigation has to do with a direct... And here language gets... We have to use a lot of different words to get the actual experience. So I was going to say a direct looking, a direct seeing. But even those words... Add to that mix a direct feeling of what's happening. Right? Because sometimes if we use too much watching language or seeing language, 
it's like it creates a sense of someone here looking at something. And it's more from the inside. That's why I, I like feeling language to describe the practice. You can use a thought as a leading question. For example, what's the attitude? Or what does this feel like? But it's not, those questions are not for the purpose of getting a conceptual answer. So the thought process could end right there in terms of the investigation. You use it just to prime that looking, feeling, seeing. And then it's just, it's like a way of heightening the awareness of the actual experience. So it's not really a thought process at all, except perhaps for that first priming. And that's why I found very helpful uh, this question, what's the attitude in the mind? You know, just periodically through the sitting with whatever is happening. And sometimes I do it quite randomly. I'll be sitting and then what's the attitude? With whatever it is that's happening. It could be a sensation, could be the breath. Just that question is like, it enlivens things. You know, and we see things that we might not have noticed. So that's what investigation means. It doesn't mean conceptual analysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, often the insight we have, and this would be interesting for you to check out, just to see if this is true in your experience. But often the insight we have, in the moment of the insight, it's actually a very intuitive, wordless understanding. It's like, we're just going along, going along, and suddenly we see something or understand something that we didn't see before. That insight is then expressed in words. But the words are not the insight itself. The words are the expression of the insight. So just see that. See if you can... If that makes sense to you in your own experience. One word of caution... you know, those moments of insight and then the expression of them can be so interesting, juicy, entertaining, so we chew on them a lot. Chew once or twice. (laughs) And then swallow. You know, because you don't, you don't want to have the mind just going around in circles, even if it's around what we are understanding to be a Dharma insight. In other words, have it, recognize it, even as it's expressed in words, and then just keep the practice going along. Yeah. 
it means that everything that we possess in the world will eventually be lost. I mean, all our possessions and relationships and even this mind and body, it comes and it goes. But what's sustained throughout kind of our long evolution over lifetimes is our actions and the fruit of those actions. Right? And so that karmic unfolding, that's why it's called, this is the true property. And this is just a little aside, but I really like this. You know, in the Buddhist uh, understanding, there's a lot of emphasis on the whole concept of merit, of skillful actions. And one of the definitions of merit is provisions for the journey. And when I read that, I just, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we were on a journey, we always benefit from have, being well-provisioned. So that's what that means. Okay. Um, I think it's time to... Um, the first group of interviews, you know, is posted. And again, if you're not on the list today, you'll be on the list tomorrow. And if you're not on either list, please let uh, either one of us or Libby know. One thing as you go through the day, the place generally where mindfulness is most easily lost, and so I just want to highlight it as a particular place to remember, and that is in transitions, as you're going from one activity to another. It's just so easy. You know, okay, we're mindful in whatever activity we're doing, and then there's something else to do. And in that transition time, our mind just jumps ahead. You know, we, we get caught up and our mind is ahead of ourselves. So the transition periods between activities is a sitting. It's as important as everything else in the day. So just watch, and again, asking the question, what's the attitude in the mind right now as I'm going from this to that? So then the day becomes very alive. The day really becomes seamless in the practice of awareness. And as Myoshin said in the instructions yesterday, it can all be very easeful. doesn't mean a hard focus. It means that easeful presence of mind. So that's what we're practicing. Thank you. (laughs) One last reminder. The second sitting in the afternoon from 3.45 to 4.45 is actually an hour sitting. It's not that somebody forgot to ring the bell. Uh, So just to remind you of that. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.